Cape Talk. Cape Talk. A world view from London with Adam Gilchrist. Adam Gilchrist, I just spoke to uh, a listener named Pedro Ye in Cape Town. He was invited to um to the UK. He was supposed to watch uh, United and Liverpool at Anfield on Sunday. Um, he's uh, he's uh, local. His local. His host in the UK would have. He's a Liverpool supporter, but he says that the trip's being cancelled because the Liverpool supporters says no. He can't deal with with a victorious Manchester United. How horrible! How how distasteful are these are these scouts, eh? I don't know. Call themselves fans, eh? Mm. Are we starting a war? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we haven't doing we a always red been? Red war? <laughs> <laughs> but let's start with something that's very, very serious, and that something like forty-three people um, killed in a horrific uh, train crash in Greece. It has led to angry protests. Uh, in uh, Greece uh, over the last uh, twenty-four hours, even. Some calls for the Greek Prime Minister to resign. What's been happening there? Yeah, the Greek uh, PM, Kyriakos Mitsotakis, is uh, going to... uh, Well, he's already announced three days of national mourning, and he's, I believe, set to visit the scene as well of this accident. What we know is a freight train went into a passenger train, and it appears it was absolutely human error, certainly according to the Greek Prime Minister it was, and that the... One of the trains was rooted on the wrong track and you put two trains on the wrong track going in opposite directions and oh boy. Oh, wow. So tragic human error, it's been called. The transport minister has already resigned, which I was quite surprised at thinking, well, shouldn't he oversee an investigation? Mm. I can't imagine it's him personally who's to blame. Uh, Kostas Karaminis. But I can't see a, a British minister resigning that quickly. In fact, they don't, generally speaking, resign if they've been caught with their hands in the till lying to Parliament. But in this instance, yeah, anyway, uh, the very interesting kind of juxtaposition here in Greece that on the one hand, three days of national mourning, and that is absolutely being observed, but rail workers are now also striking because they're paying their respects to the dead but they are also demanding better safety procedures mm. on Greek railways. So this has all come to a head suddenly yeah. as a result of this tragic accident. Look, the, the, the Spanish transport minister recently resigned after um, they delivered trains that are too big for, for tunnels. We've had a similar oh, yeah. experience here in South Africa. We had trains that were too wide for our platforms. Yeah, we didn't see anyone resigning in that case so um a a a a minister or government official uh resigning for a tragedy and that's what it is in greece a tragedy um um resigning for something that happened on under their watch or at least under the ministry something that is very very foreign to us here in south africa but let's go to um to Finland now. Finland is continuing mm. with the construction of its uh, border fence with Russia. And this comes at the same time in um, legislators in Finland saying, actually, yes, we want to be a member of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which means if this passes, NATO goes a further step closer to literally mm. being on the border with Russia. Very interesting, isn't it? Because 
NATO is not as such expanding. It's a club that welcomes new members. But of course, if there's new members and new territories and new countries that then get closer to the borders with Russia, well, you can imagine what Russia thinks about that. But yeah, Finland has begun constructing this extraordinary fence not to keep Russian forces out, although they have had a couple of wars. During the Second World War, Finland and Russia had their own wars. I think they were called the Winter Wars, which is very Marvel, isn't it? Uh, but Finland shares the longest EU border with Russia, 1,300 kilometers. Uh, at present, mainly, it's, you get the odd wooden fence, but otherwise it's thick forest, ice and frozen rivers that kind of act as the border, or as mm. the obstacle, if you like. But as I say, not to keep out an invading Russian army. The thought is, this is to keep out those Russians who are trying to avoid conscription into the Russian army, with Vladimir Putin announcing those conscription notices, lots of young men have suddenly been called up and are thinking, do you know what, I'd rather not go to war in Ukraine, mm -hmm. thanks very much, and are hopping across borders to all sorts of countries. We know there's been a big influx to Georgia, for instance. But they're setting up now this 200-kilometer fence, only for a certain section of the border in Finland, night vision cameras, lights, loudspeakers, uh, I suppose a sign of the times, isn't it? Mm. And then finally, coming to uh, a TV movie or one of those How I Survived, a Netflix documentary mm. series, a man surviving the, the, the Amazon, the Bolivian jungle for more than a month, and he survived by eating worms. Yeah, uh, move over Bear Grylls, this guy <laughs> called Jonathan Acosta has explained how he survived. As you say, it was 31 days in the Amazon jungle and the Bolivian part of it. He got separated from his friends while hunting. You kind of wonder, did they not call out for him? Did they not go back and look? Anyway, he got separated. Uh, and for 31 days, he was on his Todd, no machete, no torch, no compass. He had a shotgun with one round left in it, which he used at one stage to scare away some sort of, they're kind of like wild boars. He also had to hide in trees from jaguars because it's a part of the world where you get big cats roaming. And as you say, he ate worms, insects, and a papaya-like fruit, at which stage I'm actually thinking, ooh, delicious, a papaya-like <laughs> fruit, okay. Uh, but in Jonathan's words, I thank God profusely for giving me a new life uh, and a new shape as well. He lost 17 kilos in the jungle. I think this might be a new extreme diet, not to be recommended, perhaps, voluntarily. Two legacies of this, though, Lester. Uh, John of the Jungle has decided he'll give up hunting and play his guitar instead. Uh, good news for the search parties. We won't have to go looking for him again. And number two, police are questioning the four friends who lost him in the first place. Yeah. What is it about Jonathan that they wanted to leave him behind in a jungle for a month? I wonder. <laughs> Deliberately the left playing? behind. <laughs> you know, on Beer Grills, I'm, I, I, I recently listened to a podcast, uh, 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 which he featured and, and, um, it wasn't an admission that wasn't made up, but it says highly produced in the interest of, what's the word? In the interest of safety for him as presenter and crew. So I know that there are people who feel that they can be survival, survivalists just on um, binging on a couple of episodes of Bear Grylls. Uh, but, but he's admitted, look, the, the show is, 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 is a, is a reality TV show, which is it's highly produced. Yeah. It's, it is, it's made for TV. So I guess, um, Jonathan in Bolivia is probably the better survivalist. And, <laughs> and sometimes there are those things. That you know work in theory, and Bear Grylls has to put them into practice because mm. it's a TV show. So I still don't think it's to be recommended to 
cut open the stomach of a dead horse to sleep in at night. And yet, theoretically, he has done that, yes. Well, it's Bear Grylls and Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie where he's trapped oh, somewhere yes, in Alaska. And he and he loves in a moose. The Revenant. The Revenant. Revenant. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you remembered. Adam Gilchrist, stay well. Looking forward to chatting <laughs> tomorrow here on Good Morning Cape Town.